This is The Emperor's New Clothes out of our book, Classic Storybook Fables. Okay. <clears throat> Many years ago, there lived an emperor who loved new clothes so much that he spent all of his money on fancy outfits. He didn't care much about meeting with his generals or visiting the theater or even going for a ride in the park. He was interested only in showing off the latest addition to his wardrobe. Life was very merry in the capital city, with new visitors arriving every day. One day, two scoundrels appeared in the city. They told everyone that they were weavers and that they would weave the most beautiful and luxurious cloth imaginable. Not only were the colors rich and the patterns fabulous, they claimed, but the fabric was also had the wonderful quality of remaining invisible to anyone who was unfit for his or her position or who was remarkably silly. Now, this must be splendid cloth indeed, the emperor thought. Why, if I were to wear a suit made of that cloth, I would know who in my kingdom was unqualified for his job. I could easily distinguish between the wise and the foolish. I simply must have some of that marvelous fabric woven for me. The emperor ordered that the two weavers be paid a large amount of gold right away so they would start work on his clothes without delay. Soon, these so-called weavers set up a loom and pretended to be hard at work. But in reality, they did nothing for the loom was empty. They requested spools of the finest threads made from silk and gold, but these were only put in their own knapsacks. Then they returned to the empty loom, where they resumed their pretend work late into the night. Everyone in town had heard of the wonderful fabric and its amazing qualities and all were eager to see just how wise or foolish their neighbors would be. I should like to see how my cloth is coming along, the emperor said to himself several days later. But when he remembered that anyone who was too silly or unfit for his office would be unable to see the marvelous fabric, he thought better of going himself. Of course I will be able to see the fabric, he thought, but I believe I shall send my honest old minister first. He has always been fair and wise. So the minister was sent to call upon the weavers, and soon he arrived in the shop where the two swindlers sat working on an empty loom. Oh my, he thought as he gazed upon the loom wide-eyed. I cannot see a single thread. But the minister said nothing. Come closer, sir. The wily weavers graciously invited him to step up for a better look. They asked his opinion of the intricate pattern and wanted to know if he admired the loom in his colors, all the while pointing and gesturing at the empty loom. Oh, the poor old minister opened his eyes even wider and adjusted his spectacles, but he still couldn't see anything because, in fact, there was nothing to see. My goodness, he thought. Am I unfit for my royal office? Oh, how embarrassing if, if anybody would find out. So he didn't dare to admit that he could not see the fabulous, miraculous fabric. Why, why, it's very pretty, quite um enchanting, said the old minister, squinting. I shall tell the minister, I, I shall tell the emperor, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Why, thank you, sir. The pretend weavers beamed, and then they went on to describe in great detail all the colors they had chosen and the name of their particular pattern. 
The old minister nodded and listened attentively, trying to remember every word so that he'd have something to tell the emperor, and that is just what he did. Soon the emperor sent another member of his court to see when the cloth would be ready. It was the same with these gentlemen as it had been with the old minister. He looked carefully at the loom, but could see no fabric. Why don't you think our cloth is beautiful? Gushed the swindlers. The minister loved it. They pretended to run their hands across the fabric. I know that I'm not silly, the officer thought. So it must be that I'm not worthy of my imperial appointment. Oh, it's ridiculous, but for the sake of my position at court, I must let no one know that I cannot see the cloth. So he also praised the fabric, complimenting the weavers on their rich colors and delightful design. Oh, yes, your majesty, I too found the cloth enchanting, he told the emperor. The whole town was talking about the wonderful cloth. At last, the emperor went to go see it for himself. Accompanied by members of his court, including the two faithful officials who had already seen the imaginary fabric. Isn't it, um, magnificent? cried the two royal officials. What a splendid design! What gorgeous colors! they said, pointing to the empty loom, for they believed that the others could truly see the cloth. What is this? thought the emperor. I don't see a thing. Am I that silly? Am I unfit to be emperor? Oh, goodness! Oh, that would be the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Oh, yes, it, it's indeed beautiful, said the emperor. It's our, um, has our highest approval. He nodded contentedly, gazing with pleasure at the empty loom. All those attending him now strained their eyes to see if they could see anything, but they saw no more than the others. Nevertheless, they exclaimed, It's beautiful, it's beautiful, just as the emperor had and suggested that his majesty should have a suit of clothes made of the magnificent material in time for the opening procession that was coming through town. The swindlers sat up the entire night before the procession was to take place. They pretended to roll the fabric off of the loom, pretended to cut it with a huge pair of scissors, and stitched away with needles without any thread. At last they declared, "'Ah, now the emperor's new clothes are ready!' The emperor came in, and the scoundrels each held out an arm as if they were carrying something precious and said, "'Ah, here, your majesty's trousers, and your jacket, and your robe,' and so on and on, they said. "'Now would it please your majesty to step behind these curtains and take off your clothes?' asked the scoundrels, "'so that we may dress you in front of the mirror.' So the emperor was undressed, and the swindlers pretended to fasten and lace and button him up with new articles of clothing. Meanwhile, the emperors turned this way and that in front of the mirror. Oh, how wonderful your majesty looks in his new clothes. Oh, and how well they fit, cried all the nobles. Oh, what a pattern. What a color. Oh, they are indeed worthy of your majesty. The canopy that is to be carried over your majesty in the procession is waiting outside announced the master of ceremonies. Oh, yes, I'm quite ready, said the emperor. Doesn't this new suit fit well? He turned once more to look at himself in the mirror so that everyone might see just how much he admired the wonderful garments. The chamberlains, who usually carried the end of the emperor's long robe, fumbled with their hands on the ground as if lifting a trail behind him. They pretended to carry it as if, as the emperor began the procession, 
for they didn't dare let the people know that they, too, could see nothing. <gasps> oh, my. And so the emperor marched, and everyone in the street who saw him and all those leaning out the windows exclaimed, Oh, look at how marvelous the emperor's new clothes are. Oh, how well they fit him. No one could see anything, for that would mean they were unfit for the office, and they couldn't let anybody know they were simpletons. But suddenly from the crowd, a small child said, But the emperor has no clothes. Oh, good heavens, someone else said in hushed tones. Did you hear what that child said? The emperor has no clothes. It started as a whisper from one person to the next, but soon everyone was talking until finally the whole crowd exclaimed, The emperor has no clothes. Oh, the emperor himself began to worry because he was afraid they might be right. But he thought the procession must go on. And so he walked even more stiffly than before, and the chamberlains followed behind, carrying the hem of the robe that wasn't there. The end.